Hello, and welcome to another episode of Throne Controller Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I am joined by the coded Case. Case, how are you doing today? Are you claiming that I'm just artificial intelligence that you've coded? Uh, you know, if I did, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast. I would be preparing for the singularity. Well, some people that would make AI are probably crazy enough to not realize that they're also destroying the world. The singularity. I didn't say I was fearing it. I would just be preparing for it. You know, uh, South by Southwest happened like two weeks ago. There was a protest against artificial intelligence during it. Wow, those people, uh, wow. did you say, hey, go back and do cave paintings? You know what? It was actually a, a marketing ploy, of course, for a new dating app that doesn't use artificial intelligence to find matches for you. So, Tinder? <laughs> I don't know. I forget. That wasn't Tinder. It was some other company, but anyhow. Grinder. Listen, my knowledge of dating apps is very limited to Craigslist. And that's it. And those sure. dates, that's more like ordering. All right. Well, okay. Up. Enough said. Enough said. You know, you complete the fifth on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to self-incriminate. I'm good at that. So, Case. So what? Right now. Yes. This week. Uh-huh. Since we last spoke. Giddy up. Have you been video gaming? I have been doing some gaming of videos. All right. Thanks for coming out. Uh, if you want to send an email to the wrong controllers, you can send it to... Oh, wait, sorry. No, continue. All right. Well, I'll start with... Well, the easy, quick one, because I talked about last week, was more Hotline Miami. Um, got to a point where I thought it was the end of the game. It wasn't the end of the game, so then I just stopped playing for a bit because I was like, wow, this game's really long for being the most repetitive thing over and over again. Um it's actually it is a sequel, by the way. I found this out, um, and the guys with masks are are uh, replicating the guy of the first games. Boom! That's life. what I said last week. Yeah. Check the recording. You you did. I was just verifying that. Wow! I can regurgitate tape. <laughs> and while I'm not uh, coughing up a lung, I've also uh, decided to check out. Oh wait, no! Before I talk about that, because it might be a long conversation, I did some uh, double dragon on the NES. Uh, tried to beat that another day with uh with a girl that came over. A Billy and Bimmy? That somebody would say. What was that? Billy and Bimmy? Yes, I forgot that was their names. I, no, I think there's a misspelling. One's like Billy and one then the one's supposed to be something else, but I think it's a misspelling at the beginning. Yeah, I, yeah, I do remember that now. You're right. It's something I can't remember though. I was just more amazed that I was playing Double Dragon and punching things. It's been so long. You gotta punch the big guys off the, um. Abobas? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta punch them off the cliffs. I usually just jump kick them till they die. No, you gotta, well, it, double dragon's all about the jump kick. You know what I actually didn't realize, and maybe this is just cause I forgot, and maybe, or it's just the version of double dragon I was playing, but did you know if you're facing one direction, the B button punches that direction, but if you're facing the other direction, it kicks that direction, the B button kicks that other direction. So your attack is, the buttons do different attacks based on the direction you're facing. It always attacks. B always attacks left. A always attacks right. So it's not like you're, you don't hit A to punch. You hit A to attack right. You hit B mm-hmm. to attack left. That's actually mm-hmm. kind of an interesting control scheme that I totally forgot about until I was confused when I was trying to punch these last night. No, I don't, I don't think. I don't remember that, but all right. Yeah. Like I'm saying, I don't know if it was because I was having a weird version of Double Dragon, even though it was still an NES cartridge, or I did some settings thing that I didn't mean to. Decided to try out Pillars of Eternity. Mm. Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. So. That is. By that Obsidian. Is of a video game. It is. And it's by Obsidian. Wow, two for two. Look at that. RPG, perhaps? Kind of, uh, maybe, yes. yes. I would say, I'd say the consensus is yes. Yeah, so anyhow, uh, it was a Kickstarter game, I guess. Um, at least that's what their intro tells me every time I start up the game. So I will believe them. Uh, it's supposed to be an RPG in the Dia, not Diablo, uh, Borders Gate style. So real time strategy during combat, because you can pause in the combat, do commands, and then let go and let everything play out. And then get murdered hardcore. I'm, uh, this is a horrible description. Yeah, that was really, really bad. 
Did you play it, by the way? Because you mentioned that you might check it out this week. So I was... There hasn't been a lot of RPGs coming out. And I was like, I want to play an RPG. And so I was going through some Steam stuff because trying to find, because I know there's not really anything on the, on the console right now for, um, RPGs. So I was going through Steam kind of just seeing like, Hey, yeah. is there anything I missed or whatnot? And like you said, you know, the Pillars of Eternity just came out and it's kind of a, it's, it's an RPG, but it's, you know, when you get into battles, it seems like it's kind of XCOM-ish kind of well, thing. pause not, or wait. Is that, I thought XCOM was turn-based. X-Pos- it is. You can't, no. it's not turn-based. No, no, this is, if you don't hit the pause button, the game, the little continue fighting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I was looking at that, but it looked a little complicated. And, um, so then I was looking, I was like, well, you know what? I'm looking, maybe I should just go back and I should play Boulder's Gate because they did the, I don't know, two years ago, they did an enhanced HD, edition. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll play that. And then I was looking at that and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to play that again because <clears throat> I played it way back originally. Um, and, uh, what I what I ended up doing was just playing Torchlight Two. Wow! So you went for like action RPG? Yeah, not, well, I, will, it, I was uh. looking at. So I looked at those two games I mentioned before, but I also looked at. I was looking for maybe like a um, one of the like original Fallout, like Fallout One or Fallout Two, but not those games. But I was trying to look right, for right. So I was looking at Wasteland Two, and um, what's the other one that? Uh, that uh, that came out recently that I'm thinking of. I know uh, Shadowrun that came out recently. Yeah, Shadowrun was the other one. I was looking at those two, but then you know it, it, it's like the reviews are weird because it's like, well, if you're into this, you like it. If not, you're gonna hate it. And I'm like, oh, I don't so know. I did not like Wasteland Two or um, uh, Shadowrun. Uh, I also might not have put enough time into them. Uh, I'm enjoying Pillars of Eternity though. Uh, it's not as co- like I had the same reservations. I saw it. When it came out, I watched some videos, and I was like, well, you know, it looks a little more in-depth than I care to get into, and complexity, and all this reading. Yes, I said reading sucks, because it does. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I was like, I want more voice acting. Yeah. But uh, it turns out there's more voice acting so far than I thought there was, so that was nice. Um, there is a lot of reading, though. Well, not a lot of reading, but it's kind of cool. Um but I think my biggest, so, so far I've put like six hours into the game, I'm like a level three, I think. So, the hard parts of the game, right, like, well, first off, the graphics themselves do, don't feel like this generation at all. Um, they kind of are very throwbacky to Diablo, I mean, not to Borders Gate, mm-hmm. I feel. Like, cause I think it's cause of the divinity of original sin last year's graphics were so good that this game doesn't like compare to it, and that's what I'm, was looking forward to. Something like that. But the gameplay is fun. Uh, it's a really difficult game as you will, they don't, nothing's zoned off for levels. So you go somewhere, you'll just die because you don't realize that this, the creature's out of your area of expertise <laughs> for better or worse. Uh, there's some other weird things like you, well, I'm six hours in. I met one person that joined my party. So I had two people in my party, right? And I couldn't do anything really well. But if you go to an inn, you can hire more people for your party. So it's like a level one person is like 200, 200 gold or something like that. Level two is like 500 gold. And I had plenty of gold. So I like just hired two more people. And when you hire somebody, you can actually, you actually, you know, treat them out yourself. So you pick like what class they are, what sex they are and all that stuff. So you can actually build like a eight man party just by buying people where I'm like used most RPGs. I'm usually like, usually the five people to join you. Yeah. So that, that was kind of really kind of interesting. Cause like, it allows you to have this problem where like you get certain place in a puzzles like, oh, you need to be able to pick locks at level, you know, blah. You can actually go to the end and create the guy that like is just focused on lock picking and then take him down there and, and pick the lock. So it's like really weird in that sense. Um, but once I realized that I need to hire people and I'm not supposed to find them, it made the, it opened up the world a lot more because I was just getting my ass rock, like handed to me all over the place, which kind of sucked. Um, and then I also realized that like sometimes you need to skip certain areas of a map and not like try to explore the whole map before you move on because certain areas are just way out of your level until you get like, you know, higher up. Um, but it's been really fun. There's been some nice puzzles, like the one, uh, temple I was clearing out. There was like a bell puzzle you had to solve, which is kind of cool. 
by ringing bells in the right order and stuff. Um, so, do do you feel like it's lives up to the RPG type of mm, description? Like, is it, you know, there's loot and there there's yeah. equipment and there's yep. leveling and yeah, it's all that jazz. Um, leveling is kind of fun because well, I have a ranger who's like the main character I have, uh, so his leveling is pretty easy. Uh, but then like the mage and the priest get a lot of like spells, so trying to manage your spells and stuff is kind of fun because you got to figure out. Do you want more healing? Do you want more protection? Do you want to like have area effect spells uh, that work pretty well? So there's a lot of there's a lot of strategy in the in the combat. I feel like my biggest problem was originally I, I was trying to just do it with my ranger because I figured I'd find more people, and it was really hard to manage. Like I have a pet bear, and I have to, like my bear has to get aggro on my guy was trying to protect him. So I hired a fighter and a priest, and so now they can like gather aggro and protect each other while my ranger stands from a distance and pegs people. So with with the with the multiple party, um, how how do you manage them? Do you you have to tell them to do certain things? Like I want you to, you know, go in and be aggressive. Is there there's there like is how's so the AI? How I didn't that work? Did, I didn't dive into. The, there is a way to like, I don't know, use air quotes here. Code like some AI for them. We can be like, hey, if somebody drops down to X, you know, heal them or whatever. Um, I haven't bothered going into that. Basically, uh, what happens is every time I'll pause, like whenever combat starts, it pauses, and then you can run through all the characters and tell them what you want them to do. So, like you know, you click on your priest, like hey, cast your aura of divinity. Um, click on your mage. I want you to do the uh, magic missile at this guy. Click on the ranger. I want you to mark this guy. Just click on your bear, and I want you to attack this guy. Um, and then you hit on pause, and it starts playing through. And then you can sit there and watch for a bit where they're like, if they're not, if they don't have a special power going, they just attack, you know, the last thing that they were fighting or last thing that damage to them. So my ranger will just keep on shooting his bow, you know, at the last guy I targeted and my bear will claw and the mage will do like a generic mage spell. Um, but then I can pause again and then, you know, divvy out spells or like movement and then on pause and let them do that. Does that make sense? I don't um, know. No. Kind of. Um, kind of like Borders Gate. So, you, basically, pausing is allowing you to organize your special attacks, and then the, the characters in your party will just do generic attacks otherwise. Could I just, could I just hack and slash through this? No, probably not. Mm, 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 mm. Interesting. So, <laughs> I, I'd be curious to see, after you put some more time in it, if it's something that you're enjoying, because I'm really looking... For some RPGs, but I don't know if I'm well, looking for something that in depth. Yeah, I'm thinking that you're more like the um, like Diablo type RPG. No, I, I'm more of like I mean, frankly, I'd perform more of like a traditional Final Fantasy turn based RPG. But yeah, this is definitely not that. This so the real time does get difficult because like if your guy, if one of your your players, one of your people in your party stops like kills a, uh, an enemy, and you're not paying attention, they might just not attack anybody. Awesome. You're like, oh crap! I need to pause this and make this, you know, give this guy new commands. Um, usually, I'm pausing a lot because I constantly think, you know, changing up strategy and stuff. But it does take more focus than like drilling through some menus and stuff like that. I want to learn some more shortcut keys though because right now it's all I'm usually mostly mouse commands, so it's annoying to move my mouse down the left hand corner and then back up to the enemies. So, but. I'm enjoying it, but I like these type of RPGs. I mean, it's like Divinity Original Sin. It's the same thing. I don't think you played that either. No, I I didn't play that either. Yeah, it's a little bit more in depth. It's it's real time action. Well, with pausing, I guess. Where you you're looking more like something turn based, like uh, XCOM, which was a great game. Uh, if you like XCOM, there is a game you might want to try. Uh, the Invisible War. Invisible War. Yes, I think that's the name of it. I know. We'll have to verify that. It's um, it's by the guys that did Mark of the Ninja. Okay, remember that game? Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, all right. They uh, they also did uh, some other games. I can't remember what the other games were right now. Top of my head. But anyhow, so the uh, Invisible Wars is like an XCOM game, but with stealth in it also. So you usually you're breaking into a building to steal some plans and you gotta do turn based maneuvering throughout the building to 
you know, get to those plans, hmm. sneak past some guards, kill some guards, hide behind furniture and stuff. And it's got that same isometric view that XCOM had. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. I haven't played it, so um, I can't recommend it that much, but it looked really cool. I want to try it out. It might only be on early access right now, though. So, All right. Well, besides RPGs, did you play anything else? Well, Hotline Miami's not an RPG. He's a double dragon. That's just the punching people in the face. Right. Uh, did I play anything else? A little bit. No, no that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, as I was saying, I was on trying to find RPGs. I was like, ah, you know, I was going through everything. I even looked at Divinity Original Sin, but I think it's still like 40 bucks on Steam. That's pretty old, too. And yeah, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm sure there'll be a sale on it. I don't know. It was just like, for a game, I'm not sure if I'm going to play through. I didn't want to just be like, ah, 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, not that I, you know, not that I haven't done that before, but it's just like, I didn't want to, want to definitely do that, whether it was something I thought I would really get into. And I know they're, they're pretty long games, so, uh, I want to make sure that I'm interested before I go down that road too much. Right. So, or if it's on like a Steam sale, maybe I'll pick it up. Right. So I was, I'm looking around and like I said, I started looking through like old stuff, like doing, you know, looking at the type of game, like a, the original Fallouts type of thing go around. Cause I want something that has like a decent story and some exploration and stuff like that. And while I'm poking around, I keep seeing a lot of these, these sites talking about different RPGs. And as I'm going down, I keep getting older and older. And wait, you were getting, you were getting older. I was definitely getting older. I'm getting older now, but the, the, the games people were talking about, like, oh, try this. And I was looking at like top 10 lists and all this, this crap. And, yeah. uh, this one that I've heard on a few podcasts and I've, uh, they've done some, they've re-released it on PlayStation, uh, cause it's a originally PlayStation one game. They've released it. I don't know. I don't know if it was this year or last year. Um, and everybody keeps talking about it. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll try that. So, that game is called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, is Suikoden. You, you All probably, right. No, you never, no idea what you're talking about. No idea. So this is Suikoden. So this game, I think, came out originally in like 1998 or 1996 or late 90s. Some, I don't know. Somewhere in the 90s. All right. And they also have another one called Suikoden 2. So I've heard a ton of stuff about this game. Don't know much about it. So I bought Suikoden and Suikoden 2. They're, they're, they're RPGs and. Are they JRPGs? Um, yeah, I mean, they're kind of like, well, so far they seem very Final Fantasy. You have an open world. You have like, right. you're in a town, you leave the town, all of a sudden it's a, it's an overworld and you walk to the next town and stuff happens in there. Um, but the, people that have talked about it said that it gets like, I don't know if it's in the second one or the first one, but it gets like complicated where you end up building like armies and, uh, different okay. stuff. And yeah, so it sounds really confusing. And, and so I, I didn't delve into it too much cause I want to play it. So I'm playing the first one and so far. Uh, I'm probably not that far in maybe an hour or two. And it's, um, very traditional. Just I've go to the town, buy your armor, buy your weapons. Um, but so far it has some, Fairly, uh, interesting things. Like when you're in the, in the battle situation, it's a typical turn-based thing, but they do have options. It's the options when you go into a battle are fight, um, and there's bribe. I think Cuddle. There's, there's run and one is free will. So if you just pick free will, it just lets everybody attack. You don't have to actually select what they do. They'll just go and do whatever they want. So it has some different options. Taking the game out of gaming. Well, no, it's it's just like, say I'm walking through a field and I bump into some real basic enemies. I could go, go like, you know, I have five guys on my team and go, you attack this guy, you attack this guy, you attack this guy, you attack this this guy. Instead of just hammering A, you know, a bunch of times, just tech, 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 I can just hit free will and just have them all attack. Right. So, uh, that's, that's you know, different, different and um, the... I, the weapon system, you have a weapon and you can, um, uh, the way of upgrading them is like, say you have a sword, the yes. sword can have six levels and you can go to a place and they'll sharpen it. So you have like, then it'll be a level two sword or a level three sword and it gets better <laughs> and better. So it's got some interesting things so far. And like I said, I think it's probably got a bunch of different things. So I'm going to play through the first one. I think the first one's supposed to be more traditional and then go on to the second one. It's supposed to be kind of crazy. So 
I'm interested to try it out, but it's really very, very traditional. I'm playing it on my Vita. Uh, you could play it. I could play it on the, the PS4 or the PS3 if I wanted to, but it just seemed right. like a good, good Vita game. So I'm just putting in a little time here or there between things. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but you know, I've, I've heard good things about it, but it's definitely a lesser known game. Right. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of it. Right. I know everything. <laughs> like I said earlier, also playing Torchlight 2, I had, right. I had bought that a while ago and played just a little bit of it. It's, it is a Diablo-ass Diablo game. It is no, so, it is. it is yeah. so Diablo, I'm surprised they haven't gotten in trouble. Well, I don't, I never played the second one, I only played the first one, and it was Diablo, but with, I would say, smaller areas. It felt like to me. Well, this one, after, you know, I played Diablo 2 recently, this seems, mm, uh, pretty on par uh, right. with it, and you know you got your you got your red and blue orbs, and I I mean, and uh, it just seems so. But it's cartoony versus realistic. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm playing as an engineer. I don't know what that means. I think I was a ranger or something. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But do you, essentially, do you still have a pet dog or whatever that will run stuff back yeah. to the shop for you? Uh I don't know if it'll run stuff back to the shop. Maybe I haven't figured that out yet because I know I can put stuff. I have, you can choose a pet and I picked a wolf. Big surprise. Yeah. Um, but I can, uh, you can, you can put different stuff, uh, in his, in his, uh, pack and then, uh, go and, and, and sell it later. Yeah, I swear that you, you, maybe they don't have the second one, but the first one you can put stuff in the pack and then you can be like, go sell this so the dog would run back on it without you. And the dog would be gone, and then you would, you know, he would return with gold. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. Uh, well, at least I haven't figured it out yet. Maybe you can. Right. I just know I just, like, put stuff in there kind of like um, uh, Storage, extra storage. Well, like, yeah, this is waste. Actually, know, that, that's the, my favorite thing about um, Divinity. Uh, not Divinity, sorry. Pillars of Eternity. Uh, so you, whenever you loot something, right, you can pick which character that loot's going to go to. Or you can pick Stash. And if you pick stash, I think it's an unlimited space for everything that you don't want to carry on your characters. And it just goes in that stash, and then when you're at the store, you can sell it. Oh, really? So, it's unlimited? Well, I've never, I haven't filled it up yet. And of course, I've only put in six hours of the game, and I've sold a lot of stuff. But it seems like there's unlimited amount of squares. I don't see any limit on it. So, like, you just keep on, like, stashing everything instead of having to deal this with the stupid, oh, I can only carry 15 whatever. Which swords do I need to drop now? Cause I have, I'm not near a shop. It's just like, mm. oh, put in my stash and I'll just sell them when I get back to where I am. Mm. That's I just, interesting. I love it because I, I really hate, I mean, I understand why they have inventory management, but I also kind of hate inventory management. But, yeah. Well, you just pick up everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It makes looting so much faster than thinking. And it's like, oh, should I grab this low-level leather armor or not? You're like, sure. Yeah, now it's like, stash it, stash it, stash, stash. Dash. Hmm. And, oh, and to fix one other thing, uh, that game was Invisible Ink is the name of the turn-based strategy ink. game. Invisible Ink. By Klee. By Klee. Yes. Hmm. The Ninja Guys. So, I, I don't know, it just seems like there's not a lot of new stuff coming out. I know there's like some stuff supposed to come out in April, but I don't know. It just seems... Well, Divinity, I mean, Pillars was new. Yeah. Well, PC always has new stuff, right? Right. Yeah. I, what is the big new console game coming out going to be? Um, well, Bloodborne recent. just Bloodborne just came oh, out. Oh, yeah, Bloodborne. So That's, did you play Bloodborne? No, I'm not a Dark Souls type of guy. It's a punishing game that you you have to one learn the controls two you uh have to it seems like a lot of places figure out how to like nerf or cheat um an enemy like oh you know like do this or that um penny arcade just did a uh a cartoon about it where he's just like complaining about how he's quitting the game and stuff like that because there's two werewolves attacking him and then he's like well maybe if i stack them on stairs and it's like attack them one at a time so uh, i don't really want to play a game like that plus i i don't think maybe it's 
the age I'm at, I don't have the time to do that. You know, right. I don't have time to sit and figure out that you <laughs> need to sit in this exact spot and shoot this thing in the tail 500 times when it can't see you to, to beat it. Um, or you have to get your timing down absolutely perfect. I just, I, you know, some people that's great. It's fun for them. I just don't have the time. Um, no, I get you. I, I had the same problem with, uh, the Dark Soul game. Well, my problem wasn't the, like, learning how to kill things. My problem was more, um, if you died. Like, I don't mind being punishable death, but, like, I wish, no, it wasn't when you died, it's when you rested, all the creatures you killed since last time you rested respawn. And I'm like, I killed these guys already, just keep them dead. I'm just, I'm trying to save my game. Like, I, like, that seems like, yeah. It's not like making good gameplay. That's that's making it hard by not letting you save. Like, like it's it's not like a I don't know. Or they they should do a is this a rest or is this a sleep? Like a rest, yeah. maybe they don't come, and maybe because in some cases you might want them to come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, just, I like that's one thing. I don't know. I haven't seen it happen yet, but I've rested a lot in pillars, and um, I have not had a. Uh, any of the creatures I killed come back. So if I clear a map out, I can be safely running through that map later because all the wolves are dead, which makes sense because I killed them all, you know? It seems not realistic to have everything respawn when you rest. It just bothers me. Well, you know, we were talking about you know what's coming out and what's not, but right. and last week we talked about how Uncharted, or was it last week or the week before that, Uncharted got delayed till 2016. Yeah. Starting to seem less holiday-packed. Right. Uh, well, this, this past week, the Legend of Zelda for the Wii U has been delayed till later next so, year. What you're saying, the news of the week, one of the news things is Zelda's been delayed later. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, do we care? Well, so here's the deal. I, I mean, I think the last Zelda game I enjoyed was on the N64. I didn't really, I played a little bit of the one on, one on the Wii there. Um, and I haven't, I don't have a Wii U and I don't know if I'll get one. I would be interested in a good Zelda game. I just, you know, and I'm sure people, oh yeah, they're good. They're good and stuff like that. I just, nothing's really jumped out at me. Maybe I'm the wrong demographic at this point. So. The fact that they're pushing out, do I do I care? No, but I think this is seems like again, seems, again, yeah, it's just another game getting pushed out. And is now are games getting released or, or announced too early, or is it more complicated, or what's what's the issue? Or it's a reaction to all these games that are trying to push themselves and they come out broken and everyone gets mad. True, maybe that's it too. Um, uh, and, I, and I think Nintendo's not known for releasing games that. They don't feel or done. Like I, you never hear like Nintendo having like horrible bugged games come out. Hmm. Well, I also there is a history of almost every Zelda game gets delayed. So right. I don't know if that's just part now, of the course. To me, I like I, I the only Zelda game I've enjoyed recently was the the Links Links of Past or whatever the Nintendo DS one. Uh-huh. And I think the only reason I enjoy it is because I play it while I'm on a plane where I can't play something else you know like it's fun but like if i was sitting at my house i would play something else um so it being delayed is not sad it is but i see what you're saying with all the games being delayed what's happening to either this holiday season is gonna suck with nothing coming out other than like two games or uh is other stuff is there enough stuff to fill it i don't know I, I just felt like last year was slow, and now I'm starting to feel like this year is going to be slow too. And that's, I don't know, just concerning. And maybe or, it's because it's all indie stuff, and I'm always look for more of these big budget yeah. blockbuster games. Or could it be uh, the AAA title people are realizing that they don't need to do holiday season anymore? Like, remember it was like 2012, or that was a big deal that I don't remember what game it was. I'm gonna say it was Batman, but I could be wrong. Was that released in like February and people are like, Oh my God, no one ever releases big AAA titles. And then they like kicked ass in February. So I wonder if it's like they're more willing to delay now a day yeah. because it's like, Oh, you know, we can miss the holiday season because there's gaming is big enough now that it's not just parents buying kids games. It's grownups buying games so they can buy them themselves type thing. I think there's both, but I think, you know, you could definitely get a bump in the holiday season. I think there's just some people that are looking to fill some requirement. Like, oh, I right. need to get a game for somebody. Right, that's true. Uh, the one good news is that with SLA coming down, that means you can play God of War 3 when it gets remastered and released on the PS4 because no one can make new games anymore. 
yeah, that's another thing. Everybody's like, hey, let's, let's, remastering has become, you know, occasionally there are games that I'd like to, to, to play again, but I, I don't want to do that instead of getting new games. You know, if they're right. putting out a lot of new games, plus they're like, hey, if you want to play these games, kind of like in the PS3 era, they were releasing PS1 classics. They weren't remastering them. They were just saying like, hey, now you can play this on this console. It was like, great, whatever. But it was, was like fine. a yeah. side thing and it wasn't, it wasn't really digging into it. I feel like some of these, you know, some people say like, oh, well, this is how they're learning the new hardware and this and that and other thing. And that's fine. But I just feel like there has been, uh, a lot more than there was for ever the before. last generation. Yeah. Yeah. Ever before. I mean, I think, like you said, I think back in the day, they might have done like, hey, you can now play Halo on 360, but it didn't like up the graphics that much. It was just like, you can now play it. Well, I feel like there, people are just getting, the, the publishers and stuff like that are really cautious. One, they don't want to release new, new IPs because you know, something that hasn't been tested could be a total failure, you know, and that's, that's hard. They don't want to put a ton of money into this triple a, uh, IP and then have it do shitty. Um, and so really they're not doing that. So they're doing a lot of like sequels and then they're also like, Hey, this sold a lot in the old system. So we'll just do a, you know, a port up to the newer system. And so those two things of not new IPs, because the beginning of a new generation used to be like a bunch of new IPs that so try a bunch of new things, but I don't feel like we've had that. We've had a bunch of ports and we've had a bunch of like twos and threes and stuff like that. And that really, that worries me. And I know it's like, well, well because it takes a lot of money to do these things, but I want new IPs. And the two new IPs that I can think of on top of my head, Rise and Order 1886 were both like short and more like, here's how the graphics could look. Yeah, they, you they know, really, and, they didn't put the money behind it to make it a good IP. Yeah, and and those, I think, I think they would have been Rise. You know, was a launch game. I think Order was supposed to be one, and that would have been fine just to show, like, hey, this they're pretty. Um, like, I think that would have been fine, but not something to go back to. But I just, right. I, and I think, um, I don't know about Rise, but I think the Order will be a. They're, they put too much money into the, that world. They're gonna, they'll make another one. So I'll be interested to do, see what they do with that. But I want new IPs. I mean, uh, Dead Space, when that came out originally, that was a new IP and it was great. And I know there's plenty of new IPs that come out that are shit, but I'd like to see some people, you know, try some things. And I'm always more willing to go out and buy a new IP and try it than I'm willing to, to go play a, a version two of a, a series that I enjoy the, didn't enjoy the first right, time. Right, right. Yeah. So I get you. Well, speaking of of new IPs, there you go. <laughs> Nintendo. Yes. Says, hey, you remember? Do you remember a little while back there, the Wall Street Journal came out and said, "Hey, we heard they're going to make a Zelda TV show what? on Netflix." Do you remember that when we, we reported about that? Yeah, you're all like fanboying all over it, and you're like, "Yeah, it's the greatest ever," and you're like, "I'm like, dude." Really? I'm going to have to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, that's what you're um, like, I swear. <laughs> anyways, a- according to Nintendo CEO, uh, he says that the report was false. It was in- inaccurate. Bum, 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 bum. And that uh, they have nothing new to share about their IPs. Um, this isn't, this doesn't mean it's not happening, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. Because Nintendo is notorious for, if they haven't actually officially announced it themselves, they'll say that it's not happening. They do that with all their different um, consoles and, and handhelds and stuff like that. So it actually could still be happening, even if they're saying inaccurate. Maybe there's just some points that oh, weren't true in it. But it's inaccurate. They're actually making a Netflix game. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's just interesting that Nintendo is, you know, talking about this, and it seems like a while after it rolled out. So maybe, maybe it was going to happen and it fell through or something like that. So it's Aww. interesting to see if, uh, any Nintendo properties come to, you know, Netflix or any of those type of streaming services. It's I'd be awesome. interested to see if they do any live action things. The new Nintendo, the NXT, whatever N- new Nintendo, nothing all but all games and streaming shows will all stream into Netflix so I can watch anybody I want to play. Fun. 
<coughs> we're taking on Twitch. You heard it now. We're we're taking on Twitch? No, no. Netflix is gonna start streaming uh video game players. Well, you know what? I don't know. Netflix might, you know, it's, it's a tough battle. It's, you know, Twitch is so secure and locked down. I couldn't imagine anybody would want to take them on. No, I mean, it's not like some kind of hacker might steal everyone's accounts there. Never, never would happen. No. But strangely enough, this week, uh, Twitch, uh, did get hacked. And, what? Yeah. And, uh, everybody in the Twitch world had to, uh, reset their passwords, I guess. Um, I think they said they'd have unauthorized access to Twitch user information. Uh, it was really not much to get. I don't. I can't remember what I had to put in for my Twitch account. Like I didn't put anything in there really. So I don't know, they were saying stuff like, "We've dis." I got an email. It was like, "We've disabled your Steam keys and this and that." It was oh, like Steam keys. We've shut down the world. I'm like, what? What the fuck did happened? <laughs> yeah. All I know is I got hacked. I, I think that was just a generic like, "Oh fuck, we got hacked." You know. Yeah. Oh, and then like you had YouTube. If you had your Twitch, you know, going to YouTube, it, you had to cover all that stuff. Basically, every known security thing they reset. Uh, no one knows what they got. I, I guess there is a pro level of Twitch or whatever, like advanced, where you pay monthly fee. So maybe some credit cards got taken, but they didn't say. Oh boy, you think you think this stuff would get locked down by now? If somebody would figure it out. No. We're always going to lose to the hackers. Hmm. Always losing to the hackers. Yes, exactly. And speaking of uh, big hacks, so you know Facebook, the best uh, hack ever made in the world? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. They uh, they had F8 or Fgate or F8 or F whatever. It's their developers convention. Sure. Week. F- Facebook and, con? And face- <laughs> you know, and Facebook does own something called Oculus Rift. Yeah, they paid like six bajillion dollars for it. Yeah, more money than I'd ever see in my lifetime. They really had no announcements of dates or anything. There was like, it may be out this year, but they didn't announce any real dates. But they did announce there's going to be an Oculus-powered app store. I don't know what the hell that means. It sounds terrible. Um, and now you'll be able to take a 360-degree video with your smartphone and then move your, then wear an Oculus Rift to experience that video as you would want to, so you can move your head around and you can like look all over the place wherever that video is taken. Uh, that's going to work well, as if anyone who's ever had an iPhone has used the panoramic, it never jumps around and crazes, causes crazy warps or errors or distortions. It's always perfectly 100% accurate. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, so pretty much all they did at that convention was did did they just roll out their giant uh Scrooge McDuck vault full of money and just do high dives into it? I think so. Uh, strangely enough, it does not work like it does in the cartoon. A lot really? of people's faces got smashed in. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, well I guess I should stop this recording and, and go outside and tell, tell my construction crew to stop building my giant vault. Oh, if you heated it so that it was all like melted metal, you might be all right. Uh, except for the part about the heated metal. <laughs> well, it'll coat your body and just become an Iron Man, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works. No, it doesn't make any sense. Damn. So, Marvel. Right? Okay. Look at that. See, I'm just transitioning all over the place. Speaking of superheroes. I'm just, so, I don't know. You don't know. So, there's something called Loot Crate out there where you pay a monthly fee and they give you crap every week. Every yeah, month. I, 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 um, I got it for a gift for a few months. Yeah, I actually kind of like it. It's fun. It's um, interesting. And then, so Marvel trying to bite off that did uh, get a action figure from us every month for I forget how much it was, right? Um, random one. Well, they just announced they have a new subscription, uh, sixty dollars per month, and you get a box filled with. Outfits inspired by Marvel superheroes. Mm. So you'll get clothing. Clothing. For mm. $6 a month inspired by superheroes. What does that even mean, first off? Maybe uh, it would be like Spider-Man themed or... Uh, or Well, weirdly, they have like pictures of like a guy that looks like Thor wearing like a black t-shirt with nothing on it. Awesome. So they're just figuring out ways to get rid of surplus, uh, shirts. Movie? <laughs> yeah. Movie paraphernalia. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's going to say like, 
Spider-Man 2003. Like, what? No, I don't want... Wait, here's a quote. Our designers really dug through the Marvel archives to find new ways to recreate the heritage and evolution behind the brand of its superheroes. Uh, all right. So it's going to be a shirt with, like, the Iron Man glowing thing in the center? I guess so. How can we get a shirt to have to have the minimum amount of printing on it and people will be like, yeah, I know what that is. I'll have a Wolverine. It'll just have, like, a, it'll have a slash on it like Wolverine ripped it. <laughs> Here, here's a black t-shirt with riff holes in it yay that's a wolverine shirt <laughs> and here's a black one you're now now you're venom yay and next week is black you're thor yay <laughs> all right well that sounds that sounds terribly exciting so i ordered us both one nice well you know i'll take anything for free so they don't they, it doesn't come in triple extra large though so triple i don't know what you come on quadruple no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm more of a double. Doesn't your neck beard like take up some space? I don't have a neck beard. I cut my shave my neck up to my beard. All right. So it's not quite a neck beard. Speaking of neck beards, um, I was actually going to do something like that too, but it wasn't going to work. Go speaking ahead. of neck beards, yeah, uh, the neck beards of the world are up in arms. All right, because. Apparently, uh-huh. Konami is getting rid of Kojima. Who? So, Kojima, he's what the guy now? who made, he made Metal Gear. Oh, the game I never played. Metal Gear. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my snake impression. Metal Gear. It's pretty good, huh? It's um, not better if you're inside a box. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he, he's been doing Metal Gear for fucking ever. And, um, people noticed on the, on the internets last week that, uh, his name started disappearing from all the, all the different sites. And so it came out that, um, he's going to keep finishing up this game, but it seems like he, he's going to be leaving. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of the quote unquote neckbeards are, are, are a little upset, but I'm going to say, uh, I think this isn't a bad thing. I would, I'm happy to see him go out and maybe do something else. And I'm also would be excited to see somebody else, uh, work on Metal Gear in their, you know, in their version. So, and, and hell, I don't Konami's even, already said that Metal Gear will continue. Hell, it's fine if he just wants to retire. I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm more than willing to, to, uh, to let some other people do things. Could help he this, this is, be the guy to make a new IP? Maybe. Or he'll just, he just wants to make movies, but that's I think a the, big step from what he's doing. True. I think the whole reason I never played Metal Gear, by the way, is, uh, by the point where I wanted to play it, there's so much backlog for me to play now that it's, it's like, seems daunting to even start. Yeah. Uh, I think if you get like the, the HD collection and just start from there, you would totally be fine. Yeah, but then I might miss all the crazy shit. Crazy no, you do. It, you get it's pretty much uh, uh, you. You pretty much get the whole story there. But the thing is, you play those games when you finish one. You don't. Um, you don't understand it. It's Metal Gear games are fucking crazy, and that's part of the thing. It's just it's just nuts. I've played them them all, and they're just. Uh, I still barely understand what's going on. <laughs> so you know about you know old men. Like, do you do know? I know? Do I know about old men? They're all old. Oh yeah, they, old. They, they still like to make things. Uh huh. So Steven Spielberg, yeah, pretty famous director. Made sure, and movies. he has a beard. He does. Well, he's a goatee, but uh, he's made some stuff. You know, Star Wars. He's involved in that, and he was involved in Indiana Jones. As in, he directed Indiana Jones. And basically, anything from the eighties that represented our childhood. Because sure. we're old. he's going to direct Ready Player One. Which is a book that anyone from the 80s should read because it is awesome. And so, f- funny story. Nostalgic. I haven't read it, but I did get it in a loot crate. So did I. So you apparently <laughs> have the same loot crates as me. Yes. You but should I read it, though. It should- is awesome. And I know you don't read, but. Yeah, I don't read. It's, it's sitting on my nightstand, and I'm like, it, it's so I can pretend that I'm reading. So, Ready Player One, the whole, like, the story in a nutshell is. Set in the apocalyptic futurist place, um, a lot of there's like a gaming still exists, 
Um, this is not the big in detail part of it, but this is like the overarching part. So it's like a virtual reality area, but this, uh, the coder hid all these Easter eggs inside this virtual reality world, right? And whoever finds the last egg inherits the virtual reality world and all the money that's associated to it because he's like dying or something, right? So it's all about this kid trying to like find these Easter eggs, but all the Easter eggs are based off like 80s, 1980s stuff. So, like, one of them is he has to play a perfect game of Pac-Man in the virtual reality. Another one is, uh, I've heard the other ones actually are. There's one where it's like he has to do the venture game, you know, the, the first Easter egg. That's like the first way to start the game is doing like the venture hack and stuff. So it's like all these 1980s nostalgia built into this futuristic story uh, of virtual reality. It's really cool. Mm. So Spielberg could be perfect because he basically made the 1980s and all the nostalgia we have for it. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see how it pans out. Not having read the book, I don't know if it's good or not. The book is awesome. So I'm always good for any dystopian future crazy type of movies, though. Yes, I know you are. So when we're staying in the uh, non-gaming but gaming-related world, so there's some uh, cartoon mock-ups of a Gears of War cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some guy just did it. But the question I have is, what video game would you like to see as a cartoon? That hasn't been one, of course. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Probably would be something that could have a long story. It would probably be either uh, a Final Fantasy game because they have crazy stories or it would be like a fallout where because i like kind of again dystopian or a post-apocalyptic stuff so yeah, fall, like that. fall could be fun because it has a lot of comedy in it too right so some, something like that so it'd be lighthearted. that'd be cool i was just thinking you know counter-strike yeah <laughs> i'm joking that makes no sense there's no story or half-life that could be fun half-life could be interesting yeah, but it's still be in the future yeah you know. Fair enough. Uh, so speaking of dystopian future. This is going so well, man. So well. Um, this is a little outside of video games, but your boy, Deadpool, is yeah, yeah. also going to be having his own movie come out. There are words in that way of pointing that made no sense. Things. Is the true thing you said? So Ryan Reynolds is going to play Deadpool, which is, I think, a pretty good awesome. yeah. Yeah, mix. And he posted this week a picture of him in the uh, the Deadpool outfit. Uh, I'm assuming it's the final outfit. And um, and I'm just wondering, I know, Case, you're a big Deadpool fan. If you're looking forward to this movie, even though they're saying it's probably going to be a PG-13, which I'm not sure you can do that with Deadpool, but uh, because Deadpool's usually pretty... Um, graphic and filthy well it's very violent yes and uh, so do you think that one do you think you excited about this movie two do you think they can do it pg-13 so well first off i'm not we're not no one's sure if that shot of the costume was cgi or not um people might think it was actually a CG, cgi shot so there was a little video that came out it's like a five nine minute long video of a deadpool like this was what the movie could be like um, that was violent, but PG-13 violent. That looked really good and fun. But of course, it was good fun for nine minutes. I don't know if it would carry on for two hours. But if I think if... Well, the problem is Marvel's not in charge. If Marvel was in charge of this movie, I'd be very, very excited. Because I think they could do it right. But it's a Fox movie, which... You know, yeah, X-Men are good, but... They also have, like, Fantastic Four, which has been soggy. So... I think there's a fine line they can walk with the PG-13 that could make it good. Because remember, Indiana Jones was PG-13 and people's faces melted off in that movie. And the guy got his head chopped off by uh, the blades of an airplane. It was a different time. Well, they also made PG-13 just so Indiana Jones could come out. Uh, but anywho, I think they can do some violent stuff in it. I just don't know. If they can't do most of the comic books, he will lose an arm and basically carry his arm cut off and bludgeon people with it. Probably not going to happen if it's PG-13. But I don't also don't think they can make an R-rated superhero movie 
because it costs so much to make a superhero movie. But I'm excited. I also like Ryan Reynolds, so I'll see it. I'll wear some skin tight outfit. And oh, well. I'll probably get kicked out of the theater. And Fantastic. So if you want to see Case in a skin tight outfit, go to your local movie theater and just camp out. Cause I'll go, I go to every theater in the, in the United States. Just camp out. Yeah. Eventually I'll get there. Look for him and, and you two could meet Sexy Case. That's the superhero name, Sexy Case. Yes. So Case, any other news you have for today before we start to wrap it up? No. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, if you want to tell us how you think Case should come to your movie theater in a sexy outfit, you can send a email to podcast at thronecontrollers.com and, uh, you know, we can let you know where Case will be appearing in his sexy outfit. Or, so you can either show up or avoid that area. One or the other. Whatever you want to do. But Case, before we wrap it up for today, do you have any words of wisdom for our friends out there? When choosing between bacon omelet and Belgian waffle, always choose the waffle. Belgian waffle all the way. It's delicious and it's like a dessert. Well, those are that's great words of wisdom from the case. Uh, and with that, you can ponder that in your zen-like state. Until next week, I have been the bats. And I am the case. And we are for your justice. Wait, we're the Justice League? Sweet! We're, we're out. Peace. Peace.